Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up? Welcome into Best on the Board. It is Monday, April 25th, the start of another week, the start of another week of the Major League Baseball season. And that's what we're going to focus on on this episode of Best on the Board. Michael Beller here with you. It's Monday. It is a short slate, but still plenty of good betting options to run through. Joining me to do that, Nick Groke, who also covers the Colorado Rockies for us here at The Athletic. Nick, what's going on, man? I'm all right. How are you? I am doing good. I'm feeling good. Our last uh, episode uh, focusing on the baseball world. I went two and one. Derek Van Riper, who also does a bunch of these, went three and zero. Oh. So I mean, this is your first episode, Nick, but you're coming in on the heels of a five and one episode. So you got to bring I am it. Not, I am not worried. <laughs> it's Monday. There are new series starting across the league. It's we're you know we're we're pat we're like well past the excitement of opening huh. day. We know stuff now. I'm not worried. Good. I'm not worried. I'm going to give you three picks and I'm going to go five and oh. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. We only have seven games to pick from today. It's a Monday. It's a, you know, it's a day off for a lot of teams, but seven games that we've got to select from. And you and I uh, making our picks independently. We actually have quite a bit of crossover. I'm going to start, however, uh, in a spot where we have no crossover. This is a pick that uh, you are making. Dodgers and D-backs getting together in Arizona. Walker Bueller against Merrill Kelly. Not a huge surprise. Dodgers, big favorites on the full game money line, minus 200. The Diamondbacks sitting at plus 170 on that full game money line. What are you looking at with this game, Nick? Uh, well, I'm looking at Walker Bueller. It's not a value uh, play, obviously. Uh, but uh, the Do- the Dodgers, I, there's no – I mean, I know they're in Arizona, but there's nothing about that that favors the Diamondbacks or very little uh, as far as being at their home field. And, you know, Walker Bueller so far, I saw him on opening day. He's had three starts so far. Um, on opening day, he, he struggled a little bit to get the ball inside, which is kind of his deal. Uh, but he's still Walker Bueller. Merrill Kelly, um, he has he has what, like, the second or third best ERA in the league right now for the Diamondbacks. But uh, he's slipped a little bit. He he had a hit, and a, a hit per run in his last outing, um, and it he – I don't know. I'm not going to use the term luck, but he wiggled out of it a little uh-huh. bit. I don't, this just this favors the it just favors the Dodgers way too much when when Bueller's on the mound, um, and the Diamondbacks are not a good lineup. The they're not a good lineup, and they and they're not an especially good bullpen. And the Dodgers are built specifically to to exploit other bullpens and just outlast you. They're 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 perfectly designed to beat this Diamondbacks team. 
Yeah, this is, um, you know, the minus 200 uh, does scare me off a little bit just because, like you said, there's really not a lot of value in there, but it's a fair line. I I mean, it's where the Dodgers are going to be for so much of this season and certainly where they're going to be a lot of times that they play the Diamondbacks. So uh, this is an interesting pitching matchup just because of the fact that uh, Kelly has gotten off to such a nice uh, statistical start of the season. If I were going to be playing this, however, I would be right there alongside you. Even at that price, uh, the Dodgers minus 200, not a bad way to go you could also take a look if you want to get a little bit down the first five first five inning money line on the Dodgers is minus 190 so if you think the Dodgers get out to a quick start here you know maybe that's uh, that's a way to go to get your price down just a little bit at minus 190 but uh, Dodgers over D-backs definitely uh, the way that we lean here on best on the board we both have some plays for Mets and Cardinals so let's talk about that game here it is Max Scherzer against Miles Michaelis in this one I'm going to go Lay the money on the run line here, uh, Nick. Minus one, the Mets are minus one and a half. That's going to pay you out at plus one twenty-five on the money line on this game. You're going to pay minus one fifty on the Mets. So I'll take my shot that they can win this game by two runs and swing the uh, odds in my favor to plus one twenty. Uh, look, Miles Michaelis, he's off to a pretty solid start so far this season. Let's also be honest about the teams he's faced: Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. Miami is facing a much, much better lineup in the Mets uh, today. A Mets offense that has gotten, gotten off to a really strong start. Francisco Lindor looking like the Francisco Lindor of Cleveland and not like the Francisco Lindor of his first year in New York. And that is, exa- I mean, that is such a game changer. It's just one guy. You know, this isn't basketball. We're not talking about uh, the Phoenix Suns maybe getting Devin Booker back for game five. But still, when you have a guy like Francisco Lindor in the middle of your lineup hitting like Francisco Lindor, door, it really does change everything for the rest of that team. So I think this is just a, a hands-full sort of matchup for Miles Mike. Listen, on the other side, you know, Max Scherzer's Max Scherzer. Yeah, I don't think we need to go much farther than that. So I'm comfortable laying that run and a half to get plus 120. You're sitting on just the straight-up money line, minus 150, but are we basically thinking the same thing here? Yeah, I love I love backing myself into a pick, uh, you know, like from the reverse side. Sure. So, yeah, just you know the the reason the Cardinals are doing so well so far and they are uh, is because Nolan Arenado is basically an MVP candidate. He's like the he's the NL two week MVP yep. so far. I mean he's completely crushing his his OPS. I think trails only Sai Suzuki and um, he's hitting he's hitting doubles and home runs. He's he's carrying them. It's he's been great so far for the Cardinals, uh, but. Like uh, that said, he's still facing Max Scherzer. Though you know what's really interesting? I didn't give you the. I didn't give you. I, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't want to mess with with the over under on this game. Mm-hmm. But I. I. You know the. Oh, even the over under being small at six and a half. Um, with Scherzer on the mound, like an, even an under is is in play. Um, even with the even with a low number, um, but. Like we're just going, you know, if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna stay away from that just for safety's sake. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Mets on this one. They're playing really well. They're one of the best teams in baseball right now. They look great, and it's, you know, I, I hope at some point this season we get to see the fully healthy version of this New York Mets team because, you know, on paper, 
this is a really, really talented team when they've got everyone healthy. I mean, frankly, for, forget about when they've got everyone healthy. Just on paper right now, as they currently exist, it's a really talented team. But if you can get that rotation, obviously the big one being Jacob DeGrom, but get that rotation fully healthy. I mean, David Peterson has thrown the ball really well, being forced into the uh, rotation, and they just you know optioned him down to the minors. But that's more of a you know roster uh, uh build sort of thing. He'll be back up with this team uh, in short order, but it's just, it's a really fun and impressive team top to bottom. I hope we get to see them at full strength at some point this season. I'm laying the one and a half. You're going money line, but we are both on the Mets to take care of business against the Cardinals. And what's a pretty fun early season series, given the way these two teams have started the year. We're also both looking at something in Guardians and Angels, another fun early season series. This is in LA, Shane Bieber against Michael Lorenzen. What do you got for us in this matchup? Well, I'm surprised that the money that the over-under on this one is back up to like a normal eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great pitching matchup. The, today's great games. I, lo- I love when you cycle back to basically opening day altogether. Sure. You know, starting a new week, starting a new series. Um, you know, Shane Bieber against Michael Renson's a great, it's a great matchup, a great pitching matchup. Um, but the but the Guardians are playing just so much. They're, I mean, they're playing really well right now. And I, I mean, you, you have to pick. I mean, to me, you have to go with Bieber over Lorenzen in this case. Um, but because they're they're pitching so well, you know, when you when you have a starting pitcher who you can trust when a manager can trust and they can go six innings without the game blowing up, everything falls into place. Then you can, you can order your bullpen how you want it. You you're not having to mess with uh, like weird, weird lineup changes or pinch hitters or whatever. And those games tend to fall into like a one run low scoring game there. I mean, not just because the, it's not just because the starting pitcher is good, but because the rest of the game just unfolds how it's supposed to. Uh, I just it screams to be a, it, it, to me it just screams as a low scoring game, uh, like a three two or a three one game, uh, which would put us on the under. Uh, but again, though, uh, the Guardians, you know, Jose Ramirez is is Nolan Arenado's equivalent yeah. in the American League so far. He's he's doing really well. So uh, you know, I, e- even as a low scoring game, um, I, I like Cleveland. I think that I think this is a really safe game for them. Yeah, I'm on Cleveland too. I'm actually just shifting it though uh, up to the first five. Um, you just I, 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 with the, the top half of of LA's offense uh, looking as strong as it is, it feels like we're maybe getting an Anthony Rendon bounce back. Just had the four walk game on Sunday. It feels like he's getting back, and then you start looking at a really strong uh, top half of the offense. So I don't really want to mess around with uh, Cleveland's bullpen, which has been pretty good to this point of the season. And you know, Emmanuel Classe, obviously a, a big arm at the back end of that bullpen. But I still, I just don't want to mess around with uh, having to figure out the late innings once Bieber is out of the game. I think Bieber can handle things in the first five innings of this game and we'll take it just from there so I'm actually going to go just Guardians first five money line that is at minus 105 I forgot to mention the prices at the top of this not a surprise with everything you said Nick it's minus 110 on both sides I think it's the only minus 110 money line bet of the day uh, and makes a ton of sense with the way Bieber and Lorenzen are both throwing the ball this year but 
Give me that first five money line at minus 105. It's a slight uh, underdog, so pay a little bit less juice on this. Bieber's look great. Uh, not missing bats to the extent that he had previously in his career, but we're talking about a guy with a 2.25 ERA, a 1.65 FIP, a 2.94 XFIP over his first 16 innings pitch this season, just looking like the Shane Bieber, uh, who has been a Cy Young candidate previously in his career. So I, I really like this one for Bieber. This is basically just a bet on Bieber, and the, the Guardians get enough offense in the first five innings uh, to have a lead going into the sixth. That's what I'm looking at in this matchup as well. You say you're on the under. Are you on the Guardians as well? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. The Exactly. Uh, they're, again, like, don't, like, let's not discount Michael Lorenzen. Yeah. He's pitching really well for yes. for the Angels. Um, like, I, what's his, his whip is like sub one right now. Um, he's not getting a ton of strikeouts, but uh, he's, he's obviously – limiting runs mm-hmm. uh really well through two starts i it and they're hosting you know there's a lot of reasons why this game's going to go low scoring in my opinion makes me wonder just with the way that lorenzen has started the season i'm you know i'm not saying like suddenly michael lorenzen's a top of the rotation guy but why he never got a shot in like an honest to goodness shot in cincinnati other than that first that rookie year why he never got a shot as a starter um he was there for what six years seven years something like that and just never got a true shot to be a starting pitcher with them. It's it's a little surprising. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it wouldn't have worked out. But surprising that they never gave him an opportunity to be a starting pitcher. Other than again that rookie year when he had, he made twenty one starts and then never never got another look at it in Cincinnati. See how things hold for him with the Angels. All right, Nick, let's go to what feels like the billionth meeting already this season between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi and Jose Barrios taking the mound for their respective teams today. And this is going to be, uh, you know, it's, it, we expect these series to be fun between these two teams because of the offenses. Plus 105 are the Red Sox in the money line. Minus 130 are the Blue Jays. So I lean Red Sox here, but we don't, like, as far as I know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't know who, if anyone, is going to be missing for Boston in this series because of Canada's vaccine requirements. I don't know. I don't think we know as of now. It's it's going to be a risk for every team this season. Uh, It's one reason why I wanted to get nowhere near this game, personally. Uh, I mean, go for it if you're (laughs) you're all about it. Uh, But there's there's just like two – it's one more weird – you know, even one – even one – if you're moving from, you know, a starting level – I'm not saying who – I don't – I have no idea. Who's there and who's not? Uh-huh. But if you're if you're moving from a starting level player to a replacement level yeah. player, even one ninth of your lineup that is a significant loss. Uh, you know, before before the season, this was a big question about teams visiting Toronto. Uh, I mean, I I tried to f- sort of figure it out on my head if it was possible to determine like what run bump, what win bump the Blue Jays might get uh-huh. over an entire season if one if every team was missing like say one player. Um, it's impossible to calculate, but it would have been, it would have been significant. Yeah. I mean, like, what if, what are five wins on a season because because the other team is missing a player? Like that, <laughs> that is a, that is a huge difference. Uh, but this, I mean, this is all hypothetical at this point. But uh, I mean, it's just it's one more. It's a good matchup. Uh-huh. It's a really good matchup. And uh, there are just like too many questions about it. I, I I want nothing to do with this game personally. Yeah, so I'm rolling the dice a little bit because we're we're not gonna we don't know we don't know yet uh, if anyone and who that anyone would be is going to be missing for Boston. Um, it would obviously not be fun to be on the Red Sox and then find out some key players aren't with them on this trip. But 
I'm feeling like uh, a little bit of a gamble here, and I feel comfortable rolling the dice because Jose Barrios just frankly has not been good to start this season. He's got an ERA sitting in the mid-sixes. The peripherals bear that out. Don't suggest he's been getting unlucky in any sort of way. He's been getting hit around very hard, not missing as many bats as he did last year, walking a huge amount of guys. We're talking about a 10.2% walk rate and 18.6% strikeout rate through 11 and a third innings so far this season. I wouldn't expect him to be there for the entire year, but he's just had a rough go of it thus far. And I mean, you know, this is this is sort of who Jose Barrios is. And, you know, for, for years there in Minnesota, it seemed like we kept waiting for this very good but occasionally flawed pitcher to become a great pitcher, and it just never happened for him. And that's who Jose Barrios is. And that's really what we're looking at really in this entire Toronto starting rotation is no true ace but a bunch of twos and threes. And that's what Jose Barrios is. He, he's a he's like a he's a two. He's a he's a good two. You know, occasionally hits some bumps in the road. And so I think that even with the uncertainty surrounding Boston's lineup as of right now, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the dice on on the Red Sox being able to hit Barrios tonight. So I'm looking at a couple of plays in this one. The over under on the game for a total is eight. The Red Sox individual over under uh, four and a half can get you plus 140. Those are the two plays that I'm looking at. This game going over eight, the Red Sox themselves going over four and a half. And I am very prepared, Nick, to look like an idiot like three hours from now when we learn that three key starters for Boston are on this trip. Well, let me help you out though, because you talk your you basically talk yourself out of the Blue Jays and into the, the into the Red Sox. Some like positive reinforcement. Nate, Nate Uvaldi is way better than his numbers so far yep. this year. I mean, he has 19 strikeouts and three walks. Like, those are the kinds of internal numbers that suggest that he's probably actually experienced some bad luck so far, uh, but he'll even out. The, Nate valdi has been awesome so far this year. I mean, his ERA is almost at, it's like above, what is it? I think it's like 3.68. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mu- he's been much better than that as far as an ERA. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're not going to talk me into this game. <laughs> sure. But you're doing all right. You're I I, I approve. Yeah, and uh, plus one hundred five I find interesting also with the with the Red Sox and Ivaldi. You know, just just to to um, you know further that point, I want to say the Red Sox because I this will be this will be the third if I bet the Red Sox this will be the third start of theirs that I've bet a third start of his that I've bet this season and yeah they've been underdogs in three of those games because he has faced Yankees Tigers Blue Jays Blue Jays to start the season. I mean that is when you're talking about the like the Tigers being the layup matchup that you've got to start the season, that is not easy. Yankees, Blue Jays, Blue Jays for three of your first four starts, uh, you know, speaks to just how good Ivaldi's been, even if the numbers don't quite show that to you so far yet. Yeah, well, he's tested. He's already tested. Yeah. He's been there. Yeah, he had- in on April 25th. Yeah, there we go. Nate Nivaldi, plus 105 on those Boston Red Sox in Toronto. Let's just cross our fingers and hope that uh, most, if not all, maybe all these guys are going to be there for Boston. So we will find that out in a few short hours. That's going to do it here for this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for joining us. For Nick, I am Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.